Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Video Store Nightmares, the podcast where we discuss the strange, the bizarre, and the satanic films of the VHS era. Tonight, we are going back to Italy, back to the convent for 1981's The Other Hell. My name is Luke, and I'm joined by Leland. Listeners, you can find 1980's The Other Hell on YouTube for free. And uh, you, you don't want to pay for this one. Don't do not pay money for this film. So this is uh, this is directed by Bruno Mattei, and it's co-written by him and Claudio Fergasso. And they are the same pair that brought us Night Killer. So we are visiting their work for the second time. If you had told me Bruno Mattei had directed this film, I might have vetoed it. Really? Yeah, I might have. I not a hundred percent certain, but there would have been a strong, very strong possibility. I don't think this movie's that bad, but no, it it is definitely a Bruno Mattei film. It feels like a Bruno Mattei film. It's very trashy and kind of it 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 kind of pretends that plot just doesn't matter, <laughs> right? Like, is that a good description? This entire film can be summed up with an investigator, a holy investigator, showing up to a nun convent and being exposed to just random bullshit for the next hour and 20 minutes. Uh-huh. Yep, that sums it up pretty well. There is a very, very vague connection between all the incidents, but it's it mostly just feels like a disjointed collection of like shitty things happening to nuns that is that is the summary of this film well it fits the category perfectly right it does fit the category so i can't okay. complain too much all right no it is very disjointed and i there were moments where i was having a hard time a hard time telling what was going on I, I think I got everything by the end, but, and I've seen this movie before, but I've never really paid attention to it before. I've always just like had it on in the background and looked up now and then at the crazy shit that's going on on screen. But this time I had to really pay attention to it and like take notes. And that was very hard to do with this movie. We're really bad about this, but this is this is our first film into the category horrible things happening to nun convents. Yeah. And this movie definitely fits the bill. Uh, it is about a convent where there has been a series of mysterious deaths. And so, as Leland said, this investigator is brought in to solve the crime. The mother superior... or. I don't know their titles, but I think she's the Mother Superior, Mother I, Vincenza. I think Mother Vincenza is just another nun. And there is a different Mother Superior that is different from the other Mother Superior from the beginning of the film and the other Mother Superior who is shown to us in a flashback. Although she is, that is not the first time we see her. The first time we see her is her corpse in a coffin. <laughs> yeah um which is the other thing about this film um i believe it is an editing issue there is a very strange non-chronological uh form to this film and i don't know if it's intentional 
I didn't notice that that much, but let's wait. Let's wait and discuss that after the trailer. Um, I do want to briefly discuss Franca Stoppi or or Franca Stoppi, who plays Mother Vincenza. Um, we should recognize her as the malevolent aunt character in Beyond the Darkness. I I did not put that together. She's a very similar character here. Yeah, but you know, it, maybe it's because I didn't go to Catholic school, but I have a hard time differentiating nuns from each other because apparently hair is a pretty big identifier in my mind when I'm trying to, you know, separate people out and identify who they are. Um, maybe if she didn't have the the habit on, I would I would be able to tell that she was that actress. I think all the other nuns are pretty interchangeable, but her performance is actually like the saving grace of this movie for me. I think she's the most enjoyable thing about it. She's hamming it up, chewing up the scenery, being an evil, crazy nun. And uh, I, I love it. Yeah, she is the best performance. We should recognize uh, our investigator, Father Valerio, uh, he's played by Carlo DeMejo, and um, he's in a bunch of Lucio Fulci's movies. He's in Manhattan Baby, The House by the Cemetery, City by City of the Living Dead. Uh, he's in Contamination, Alien Contamination. Um, so he's kind of a, a hero of these kinds of movies. You know, he did fit that generic hero mold very well. Yeah, I think that's what they were going for. I might have that the idea of that gener generic hero mold though in Italian horror films because of that guy. I've probably seen him in multiple films and just not realized it was the same dude. But yeah, w regardless of how what role he took in establishing the archetype, he fits it fine. I think his performance is pretty good and like I'm in his corner. I want him to succeed. He's the does, uh does he even succeed in this film? I don't think so. It's too early to discuss that. Yeah, let's let's wait on that. Let's let's play the trailer and then we'll get into the story. It's just a heads up. This trailer is a pitiful 30 seconds and um mostly just covers a brief portion of the last scene of the film. So one thing I noticed right from the start is, and I think it's the the movie's greatest strength outside of uh, Franca Stoppi, is the setting. We we start on like a woman wandering in some kind of catacombs with like the walls or skulls and shining a flashlight in the darkness. And you couldn't create this set, I don't think. I guess let's just talk about this convent now. It has everything. This convent has everything. It has a catacombs. It has what appears to be like a beautiful college campus. It has a ton of fucking boarding and it has its own kennels. <laughs> I, was is... I was confused about the kennels. 
yeah i was like what what does this have to do with nuns and it turns out it's on the property they just have a bunch of dogs and i could understand a nun convent having like its own self-sustaining like garden or like small piece of farmland that sort of thing but why do they need a bunch of dogs <laughs> i i re i was really confused uh, about that and about the the gardener's job in general and all of the different responsibilities he seemed to have. There is a one-off line about in the middle of the film where one of the mother superiors um, chastises the gardener in the middle of the courtyard and says the only thing he's been good for is impregnating women. So I had this feeling that maybe he was the father of... Uh, some illegitimate children at the convent? My thought was that he might have been the father of the of Vincenza's child who we don't meet until the end. Yeah. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Should we just outline the entire plot straight up? No, let's... Uh, I think we can we can save some of it. We're gonna do a scene by scene? Not exactly, but let's go through the major beats. Let's see, every other scene by scene. How's that? Something like that. Uh-huh. I do want to talk about the opening scene in the catacombs, and it's some sort of laboratory, right? This, this well, the catacombs are separate from the laboratory. Okay. Because this, this is a huge convent, man. It has everything. It is confusing because it seems like the nun who we're following wanders through the catacombs and then into the laboratory somehow. But then there's other characters who go straight to the laboratory, ignoring the catacombs. Yeah, so I'm not sure how how the journeying works, but they're, uh, they're quote, embalming a sinful nun. <laughs> That's the place. The evil which grows and consumes everything, even the spirit. The devil enters a woman there and devours her. The genitals are the door to evil. The vagina, the uterus, the womb, the labyrinth that leads to hell. The devil's tools. Hell is within us. Mother of God, protect us. Can you guess why this poor nun is lying here cold and dead? No. Her weakness was her downfall. It made her a prey to temptation. I warned her and she didn't listen. She kept on sinning until in the end she was his, the devil incarnate. Her stomach swelled, and inside her, she kept the monster. It had black body hair and satanic eyes. An evil creature, born dead on the Sabbath. An abortion. So, remind me, is, is, this, is this Mother Vincenza who's doing the stabbing? Yes, so Mother Vincenza here is performing a embalming of a dead nun, and uh, in in the process of doing so, with 
very little effort just does a quick and chops out this entire womb this entire um <laughs> piece piece of female anatomy and of course it's just some like uh you know random animal piece from a butcher shop as the prop but yeah. uh yeah she goes on that dia tribe about how the, the audio isn't the best here but she says the devil enters between the legs this this is the devil's tools and she's like holding this piece of flesh in the dark and and the it is very dark in this entire film. Okay, I'm glad it wasn't just my VHS because it was genuinely hard to see during some scenes. No, Bruno Mattei cheaped out on some stage lighting. There there are some in this scene and throughout the movie there are some there are two like flashing lights, like orange lights that seem to kind of drive people crazy. Did you have a clear understanding of what those were? Yeah, I think it's Satan. You think it's Satan? I think it's Satan in the flesh as two glowing eyeballs. Well, regardless, to get back to what I was bringing up before, if this is, so this is Vincenza who's giving this lecture about how the devil enters through the vagina and it it was a like having an abortion is sinful and all of that. Um, she's the one who secretly had a child like 15 years ago, right? Yeah, she basically just divulged her entire life story, but as if it was this nun that she's uh, cutting up. And But how is this a secret? Wouldn't all the other nuns know that this had happened? Maybe what happened is that she managed to frame the incident on another nun, and that is who is getting embalmed right now. Because especially if she was dead, right? Like, she can't defend herself. Are are you, you think trust eyewitness testimony? Are you thinking this embalming scene takes place at the same time as the conception of the child? No, I wasn't thinking about it that way. Yeah. Oh my god, but is it? I have no idea. There's no way to know with this movie. No, okay. So I don't think so because this is the same scene where she unveils Mother Florence and who has been embalmed and put in this coffin. Yeah, apparently they don't bury people in, in this convent. They just um, prep their bodies and then shove them in a coffin and leave them in this dark laboratory. Well, and and this uh, this body that's being unveiled is the old mother superior who was actually murdered by Vincenza, but Vincenza framed it as a suicide. So now the church thinks this poor woman has been damned to all purgatory for, you know, damnation in perpetuity because she committed suicide. And oh, is that what it is? If you kill yourself, you don't get to be put into the, the catacombs. You just get left in uh withered in a laboratory coffin. I think so. I think that's the implication. Man, Catholicism's rough. Yes, it is. But I I kind of I okay, so this is how I interpreted it, and I think this is how it's actually in the movie that that Vincenza, you know, was impregnated by the devil, had the child, the mo mother superior Florence tried to do something about it, which we'll get to later, didn't go over too well. Vincenza kills 
Mother Superior Florence. And then I suppose has to create some sort of um, fall nun <laughs> to take the blame for what Florence was trying to do in the first place, which was crack down on a, a devil baby birthing nun in the convent. That yeah. is that that is so that is so convoluted. This whole film is convoluted when you try to look at it from a narrative perspective. What matters are the overall story beats. You can't pay attention to the details. Just this movie is like a roller coaster ride. You're just along for the ride. Yeah, we don't. We you know what? We're not necessarily told how long ago this mother, uh, Florence was embalmed, but when we do eventually meet the child, it's like a full grown woman. Yeah, I think she's supposed to be like fifteen. Oh. Well, still, that's a long time, and the movie does not give any indication that that amount of time has passed. So maybe there's like some demonic early maturation going on, or um, more likely the editing on this film is just fucking scuffed. Well, one other thing I wanted to mention that you heard in the clip is uh, the sound. the the soundtrack is by Goblin. It is, according to the credits, based on their album Roller, which was, I think, their first album, and it wasn't associated with a movie. I, I might be wrong, but I do know that it's been used for multiple Italian horror movies, including Hell of the Living Dead and Contamination. So you'll hear bits and pieces of the same soundtrack in those other movies. This movie only has two songs in it, and one of them's from Beyond the Darkness, yeah, it was reused for Beyond the Darkness, too. Yeah. How did you think they were used? Like, did you think they fit the movie? I mean, it's about as well as any other Italian horror, right? Um, I At least they reuse some good fucking songs, right? Yeah, and maybe it, it's because I've heard them in other movies, but for whatever reason, they don't seem to fit in this movie as well as they do in other ones especially when we're like down in the catacombs and it's really gloomy and dark the the prog rock doesn't really fit for me it doesn't quite work now during the crazier scenes like the vagina cutting out scene those scenes the it's crazy prog rock works because they're wild and over the top but it's not effective for the entire movie I agree. The beginning of this film, especially the opening scene, is is probably my favorite part. And then everything else is a very mixed bag. So basically what happens next is that because there have been multiple deaths, the there is a father who is sent in to investigate. And this is the first guy. We should mention that after after that whole fucking rant and her and mother vincenza getting absolutely overjoyed about talking on abortions um she she promptly stabs that nun to death oh yeah we left that part out yeah so i i think uh that fight that final murder is like the last straw where they're like okay we gotta check this shit out too many nuns are dying you know four nuns that's fine five that's the line we gotta send a padre to check it out now, does the does the Padre live there already, or is he sent there? I think he's sent there. 
because the we impression I got this. So the first Padre is like an older guy. Yeah. Seasoned. It, we see him in a room where there's like this demonic whispering and all his books catch on fire. So I was thinking that was his room and that he was experiencing these signs of possession just like the nuns were. Well, he's got to he's got to stay somewhere at the convent, right? Like he's not going to drive back and forth. Yeah. I'm not sure. I debated it. It you know it doesn't really matter. He has a room. The whole setup is so that his books his books can catch on fire and his little lant wall lanterns can explode. Very evil, very demonic. It, it it's really hard for me to not compare this to this film to um, a la carta. Yeah, where when Satan be begins to make his presence known in a la carta, it's this very otherworldly sighing wheezing noise whereas in this movie it sounds like construction work with a mild scream it, it worked for me i liked it like when the first padre is in his room and uh you know he starts hearing the noise I, it really just sounded like there was uh someone was remodeling the floor upstairs <laughs> i did i did not get demonic presence until the book burst in the flames sorry not the book the bible the Bible burst into flames. Yeah. But he throws it on the ground and stomps on it. That seems kind of sacrilegious, right? Well, he's got to put out the fire. Uh, but, you know, stomp on it? I don't know. I don't know what you do. Oh. I've never been in that situation. <laughs> you know, you're right. I haven't been in that situation either. Maybe I would yeah. do the same thing. Who knows what one would do? But the next day he's giving communion and one of the nuns, like, I guess she kind of gets possessed mid communion. She starts to vomit blood and like run outside. And later she starts bleeding from her hands, stigmata style. And so I think this is what convinces the Padre that um, something is supernatural is going on. It's she doesn't start bleeding from the mouth until after she eats a communion wafer. Yeah, it's like the the devil reacting in pain. That's how I took it anyway. Or that thing was just really brittle, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's possible. So now that the father is convinced that something supernatural is going on, he's going to consecrate the building. But for some reason, the nuns won't let him go in the attic. Why won't they let him go in the attic? I thought he got interrupted before he could go into the attic. He does, but it, first they tell him that they're like, oh no, we don't want you to go up there. There's nothing up there. And and then the scream happens from the possessed nun and he has to run off. And I don't think the question ever gets resolved of what is up with the attic. I I didn't take it as, you know, that we are hiding something up there. I took it as... Like, why would you need to consecrate that? It's just an attic. But this man was absolutely adamant that he needed to bless the entire building from attic to courtyard to, I guess, the kennels. <laughs> Maybe it's just that everything Sister Vincenza or Mother Vincenza does or says sounds nefarious to me. Like, I just think that I think that she's hiding something in the attic. And I'm just not sure what it is. 
Well, it's not the the lab because the lab has to be near the catacombs. Right. In the basement. Oh, you know what I bet it is? I bet it's the daughter's room. Oh. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. The movie should tell us this. Like, we're doing a lot of work here. Hey, we're two grown-ass men. We figured it out after we watched the film, like, days ago. (laughs) Yeah, so... um, so yeah, I think that's why she doesn't want to go up there because that's where the daughter lives, the secret daughter. Okay, that makes sense. But after, um, so when they when they're interrupted and they run off, it's because the possessed nun is like, I don't know what happens. Her room is covered in blood. There's bloody handprints all over the walls, and she kind of flies from behind a door, already dead. Was it clear to you what it what happened to her? Um. No, the stains look very suspect too. They don't look like blood stains. No, they kind of look like pink paint. I don't know about pink, but they definitely they hey they have a very artificial look to them. The handprint is paint. Um, I have it playing in the background. The hand is definitely paint. Yeah, and I mean, keep in mind, I watched my VHS tape, so the colors is, been off. But is she dead? I thought she was. You know, it tells you something about the movie that we have to ask. Yeah. People. So just keep that in mind if you haven't seen this movie before. So then he decides to bring in the big guns and decides yes. to call in a new hotshot investigator. Yeah, this is, uh, we should say his name once. <laughs> this is Father Valerio, and he, despite being a father is also a man of science and he believes that the devil only exists in the hearts and minds of people he wants to take a psychological approach to solving this mystery he's progressive so we're supposed to you know identify with him it kind of worked for me he seemed like a reasonable person that like like i could identify with him i mean i guess he's cool for a priest right yeah, I mean, I couldn't identify with him as a priest, but just, I mean, he was making logical decisions that, like, I, as the audience member, would could get behind. Anyway, this man is about to get hit with, like, some supernatural bullshit he is not ready for. No, he is confident that all of this will be explained psychologically. Before we move on, do you briefly want to talk about the scene where the gardener beheads the chicken? There's no, there's no fucking way this is on the same property as as the nuns. Like, <laughs> no fucking way. Why? Why is it so incongruous? First off, the nun convent, as seen from the outside, is this like giant historical red brick building done in a very distinctive style, and then everything in this farm area it's just like completely enclosed woods with like utility fences and concrete kennels it's ridiculous there's no way it's the same area it 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 seems rather ill-fitting i'm not sure why it's there or why this element of the movie is there except that they just wanted to show like dogs killing people i guess yeah they kill one person huh yeah what a setup for one kill but we are graced with the scene of the gardener beheading a chicken. Yeah, I think they they were trying to say something powerful here. 
they were trying to convey some sort of point on the gardener being um like extremely utilitarian or something or mm. willing to like sacrifice people for the greater good he's like i raised this chicken from birth <laughs> like now <I'm, laughs> he just like fucking kills it to eat it <laughs> like life is cruel maybe there's some thematic point being made i mean and you know it's you know what's really just like kind of there's, there's what's really disorienting about this scene is that when we are first brought to this garden right you know padre investigator is walking around on the grounds he's chased down by a dog and potentially almost fucking mauled to death on sight except that the groundskeeper is here to heal the dog put the dog up and the the way this man is introduced in the shot is from the father looking up to him and in the background is like a tree a shady green tree and you see the sunlight breaking the leaves and illuminating the back of them and i was like are they setting this guy up to be an angel two minutes later he's beheading a chicken yeah, he, he's an odd character. I'm not sure how much he knows. I, I think he knows everything. He's fucking nuns. Yeah, I, I he's think... He's doing he, that at a minimum. I think he might even be the father of the devil child. Unless it's actually Satan. I'm not sure that's clear. Well, he, you know, Satan could work through him. Sure. As a tool of vessel. There's zero um, world building here. There's zero like consistency for how supernatural events work. So it is all fucking up in the air to the viewer to figure out what goes where. If that was even considered when they filmed this movie. Yeah, I I suspect that they just like filmed a series of scenes that they thought were cool and tried to string them together as best as possible. And there's like, you know, just make sure that the film can end. That was the only the stipulation. Well, speaking of things that are unexplained, um, when we see the investigator exploring like these secret hallways that I'm not sure where they're located in the convent, but he's going through dark hallways that are covered with spider webs and baby dolls that hang from the ceiling. And we're going to see these hanging baby dolls a lot throughout the course of the movie. What was up with them? It's just part of the creepy motif to set up the daughter. There's a scene before Padre Investigator even shows up to the grounds where um, we see a a woman, a girl. I don't know how old she's supposed to be, but a a woman on a bed in a dank ass room. The bed has like no sheets on it, and so she is surrounded, framed by these hanging dolls. The dolls are obviously associated with this daughter, but I think that's where the connection ends. There's nothing deeper than that. It's just meant to be creepy. <laughs> the movie's fucking dark and there's baby dolls hanging from the wall. And this guy's walking around without any kind of protection. No. Like, just bring a buddy with you, you know? Buddy no. system? Hey, when you're buddies with Christ, he's always there. Where Where was Christ in this movie? Actually, there's one scene where I thought Jesus himself was coming into the film, but it turns out that wasn't the case. 
No, there's no there there's no sign in this movie that God exists, only the devil. <laughs> what a bleak bleak nihilistic nun movie. The <laughs> one of the the signs of the devil is a fucking cat that's that lives on the property, but it's not even like a satanic looking cat. It's just a regular ass domestic tuxedo cat. And we're yeah. supposed to believe that this is like some vessel of de- of the devil. No, it looks perfectly cute, and like it meows at us, and the the movie wants it to be sinister. But you're yeah. right; it's really not. I mean, I'm I'm not saying you know, you know what they say: the devil ain't ugly, right? Like, if if you're going to be this malevolent entity that like tricks people into into falling for your fucking bullshit you're gonna have like a nice welcoming visage right but when you when you think of satanic animals you know you think about like a jacob sheep you think about something that's black or evil or has weird eyes or maybe it's albino there's something weird about it and in the in the case this cat just looks like it came straight out of a shelter yeah it's a perfectly lovely cat it doesn't even do anything crazy. It, there's no jump scares with it. It doesn't hurt anybody. No. I wasn't even sure it was like an agent of Satan. I, I, I didn't know what it was. It, it We just see it following people around. It's kind of associated with the strange things that are going on. Like something weird will happen and then shot of cat and it looks into the camera and goes, meow. <laughs> and you're like, oh, surely this cat is evil. There, There's also a scene where he's like, It was so quick that I thought I might have imagined it where he's attacked by like a cloaked figure, but then the cloaked figure disappears. Did I see that? You talking about the Padre? Yeah. Mm. Maybe I imagined it. Maybe. But I think that it happens. And I thought that it was a really effective scene because (laughs) it was so shadowy, like it was <laughs> imagined an effective scene. Well, I'm glad you imagined an effective scene and not like a shitty one. This film doesn't uh, need the true, the fucking handicap. Well, did I imagine the scene where the previous father gets attacked by his fireplace? Yeah, no, you did not imagine this. He um is just tending to the fireplace and is uh he's kind of like ambushed by the cat who rouses, and then the red eyes of Satan show up. And and the father, uh, you know, asks like, "Who is this? Who's there?" And this raspy voice says, "The devil." <laughs> as <laughs> as uh, the fireplace then just breathes this huge burst of flames all over him, and he is instantly incinerated. Yeah, he's burnt to a crisp, like surprisingly fast. But like the carpet is immaculate, right? You would think the whole room would burn down, but this is like special targeted satanic fire. And that was my only rationale because, I, yeah, I thought the whole room was going to burn down, but no, it's just his body and it happens very quickly. He can't destroy the whole convent because then he can't torture them anymore. True. Do you think that's the point to just like torture the nuns? Yeah, sure. Why not? I, it. So there's some, apparently Vincenza was impregnated by Satan and she had this secret daughter. What is the end goal? Is the daughter like the Antichrist? Is she supposed to rise up to like overthrow the nations or 
is she just like does satan have many children that are scattered around i don't know you will never know it's not for you to know <sighs> not you specifically you the viewer just you, you don't get to know shit about this film well someone who will later find out is the secret daughter tells the inspector that she needs to confess to come to confession and but she won't allow him to see her this is where she admits that she's in love with him but couldn't handle his rejection but she says there's someone else who hates him and wants to kill him then what happens he gets close to the like confession screen and then something jumps out and like grabs him but i couldn't tell what it was no, someone stabs a fucking curved blade through the confessional wall. Oh, and so are we to assume that's the daughter that did it? Who knows? <laughs> We're never shown. Yeah, I. it was so dark I couldn't even tell it was a blade. Yeah, it's a blade. It was like a curved dagger. Um, it, there's another thing in this film that... Um, you know, Luke and I briefly talked about this before we started recording. Um, we're not sure if this is the daughter or not, but through transitional scenes in this film, we are shown what appears to be like a faceless nun. It's like someone in a nun outfit, but they don't have a face. And it didn't look like a mask to me. It looked like it was just, you know, no face whatsoever. Uh, but Luke was saying it could have been the daughter wearing a mask so she could go around the convent, like hiding her face because she's she's kind of fucked up. I mean, not really. Like, we're supposed to believe she's fucked up, but like she really made it out pretty good considering what happened. Yeah, it, it, this was in the first. Do we see it in the first scene? No, it's later. It's much later. We are not actually privy to like what act, what started all of this until like almost the end of the film which is weird i mean i guess it it's is to be treated as a big reveal but is it yeah there's not really like a mystery to this movie that you can solve and that's really frustrating because it, it in order for it to be a mystery they have to leave it really ambiguous what's going on and there's no reason for it like they could have had it revealed from the beginning that there was this secret child who was being kept you know sequestered away and who had evil powers it would have just added to the movie but this faceless nun character i think is like the creepiest thing about the film but it struck me not as like the daughter i thought it was just like either some sort of incarnation of satan or like some kind of weird third-party demon yeah, I don't know. I just assumed it was the daughter in a disguise, but I was also watching a crappy VHS tape, so maybe I didn't get an appreciation of how weird it looked. Yeah, maybe you're right. Otherwise, I don't see what the purpose of it would be in the movie. I mean, not that, that I could put it past this movie. But... Yeah, I was about to say, I don't think it needs a reason in this film. All the things in this film just feel disjointed and randomly assembled. What about the girl we, the nun we meet who's mute? She got lost in the catacombs and now, uh, Mother, the, the Reverend Mother, whatever she is, Vincenza says that she vegetates more like a plant than a human being. I liked her. 
so I know this isn't your first time watching the film, but it was mine. And uh, you could just you could just tell from a thousand miles away that this catatonic woman was going to immediately turn feral as soon as it was as soon as it was inconvenient for the investigator. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, that seemed obvious to me. So what do you think's up with her? Do you think she's possessed? What does he find in the floor? Uh, he finds a, a like a tile that's loose, mm-hmm. and I think it, inside he finds like hair. Yeah, but, like a rope of hair. But who whose hair is it? And I don't why know. She go absolutely batshit once he finds it. I don't know. He should have died here. Yeah, I thought he did. At I first. thought he did too, and I was like, I guess the movie's over for him. Yeah, I really thought he was done. She comes behind him with almost with like a garro, and uh, gets the drop on him, strangles the shit out of him, throws him on the floor, and then starts strangling him traditional style, and he just stops moving, and then she just collapses. She goes catatonic again, and inexplicably... He then wakes up and the movie continues. He should have died. And he goes, at this point, he throws out all the stops. He's he's like, just starts ripping rooms apart, pulling things off, out of shelves, out of drawers, looking for a clue. (laughs) I liked it. Vincenza tries to stop him and he says, I'm outside your jurisdiction. (laughs) That's so (laughs) unpriest-like. He doesn't behave like a priest at all. I don't even know no. why they like there's there's nothing priest like about him. You know how like Tom Cruise and like every military film he's in doesn't act like anything anyone that would ever be in the military. Yeah. This is that guy in, in in like a religious institution. Like there's nothing religious about this guy's behavior at all. Well, and he doesn't even seem to believe in the religion. He says that it's all psychological. Yeah. Well, at least the devil be. Yeah. So I I don't know. I, I'm not I don't sure know. how you. I'm not sure how you draw the line philosophically between oh the devil is in your mind, but not God and the love of Jesus or whatever. Yeah, it's not at all clear. But I'm also not Catholic. Maybe I'm missing something. But the clue that he finds is a painting. Um, it looks like a nun doing something over a cauldron. I was unclear at first why this was like a major clue. The first thing that tips him off about the picture is that it feels like it was or looks like it was drawn by a child. But when we eventually meet the child, it's not a child. It's a grown ass woman. So I'm not sure how he came to the conclusion that there was a child on the premise because of this like shitty ass arts and crafts picture he found. Do you think that's the conclusion he comes to, that there must be a child? I thought so. I mean, okay, to be fair, though, you know, this child shouldn't even know how to speak. Never went to school. Spent all of its time living in an attic with a bunch of dolls. Yeah. No, it should it should be like, uh, what's that girl's name? Terrible. It, it, <laughs> she should probably be like Jeannie, like the, the girl that was discovered back in the 70s. Mansplain it to me. Um, I think it was in San Francisco and 
her parents kept her locked in the basement strapped onto like a makeshift toilet for the first like 14 years of her life before she was discovered and she never learned to to speak properly or like really interact in a normal way that's the real other hell why are we watching this movie uh they made a movie about it 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 has uh jodie foster in it i don't remember what it's called while we're on the title uh you know the other hell isn't this just regular hell or is the other hell like hell on earth yeah it's not a great title i don't really know why it fits the movie it's bruno Mattei, man every everything that's gone wrong with this film i squarely place at the feet of Mattei. well don't forget it was co-written by claudio fergasso he of troll 2 fame <laughs> do you want to talk about the how the gardener gets it yeah because it's it i think this is the only reason the dogs are in the movie the the gardener sees the cat which is making all of the caged dogs bark and so he sicks some dogs on it and they kill it and he picks it up and like waves it around and his hand gets all covered in maggots and one of the dogs bites it and all the dogs get loose and start to chase him is it because they're just possessed by satan is that the idea sure i mean once you know you kill a cat you know the justification for your death on film is is locked in there's no escape oh you think that's it yep well he locks himself inside like a shed but one gets to him somehow and bites out his throat <laughs> He's completely in a room by himself and then suddenly sneak attack. <laughs> yeah, like there is a dog hiding in there. Uh, you're probably right. The entire reason the dogs are at it is so someone could get mauled, but it's not like a very visually impressive scene either. No, it's it's really not. And this is about where the investigator finds this video and we get to see the flashback to the mother superior trying to kill Vincenza's baby. How is this on camera? I have no idea. Who is holding the camera here? <laughs> Do you think this is Satan's camcorder? Perhaps. Maybe it just, maybe it's like that movie Sinister where it just manifests on a videotape. <laughs> oh, that's a movie we're never covering on here. <laughs> no, it wasn't on VHS. It's ineligible. Oh, well, this this camera though this this whole movie probably has the most shocking thing in the entire the entire film. I wasn't expecting it to be so direct. No, uh, the mother superior takes the baby and drops it in a cauldron of boiling water. They're in the fucking galley. They're in the kitchen. <laughs> There's this big fucking boiling pot steam rising from it like a fucking smokestack or something and uh just plops the whole fucking baby in there and somehow the burn was remarkably limited yeah like, burns only from like the mustache down yeah Maybe she bobbed uh, i don't know <laughs> you know babies are kind of naturally buoyant yeah perhaps I mean, look, this is one of those movies where you're supposed to be shown someone with like a horrific deformity and it's just like they're mildly inconvenienced. 
like you know we see the character and they're still like beautiful and and probably could be on instagram like it doesn't matter anyway after after the bobbing for babies thing um you know vincenza takes the the infant back into her arms and has her hand for whatever reason um squarely over the the, the infant's face and it frame it, it's framing the eyeball which is very <laughs> clearly a fake doll eye <laughs> and i suppose what happens is the child uses some sort of demonic psychic power they describe it as being telekinetic which is this isn't telekinesis telekinesis is moving shit with your mind like okay i know you know this i'm just kind of speaking out loud like t- this isn't telekinesis i think it's a i think it's a translator error you think so? Yeah, I, I, I know this movie was. I, I think this movie was filmed in English. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I'm. I don't know why I gave Matei the doubt. But in Italian films, you never know. So anyway, the baby psychically gets the mother superior to strangle herself. <laughs> Both hands over the throat, straight up, just strangles her, and she dies between the kitchen wall and a cabinet and then as we know from the beginning of the film she is uh embalmed in a laboratory and left to rot in a coffin for all eternity and back in present day vincenza comes and attacks the investigator she starts stabbing him and the lights start to flicker but then she flies onto the bed and can't seem to get up. And I think this is her daughter mentally controlling her, right? I guess this is kind of like telekinesis. I guess. I did not think this was going to be her daughter because it's introduced with like a bright white light and a pure white room. And this figure starts to descend wearing only white satin and robes. Like, I literally thought this was an angel or, I don't know, fucking Jesus coming in to, to fucking smite evil. I no, think it's, she, it's fucking, it's the satanic daughter, apparently. I, it, we never see the daughter, like, the daughter repeatedly says, it's not me, it's her. Like, I don't actually want to hurt anybody. And the mother at some point says, she won't kill anyone. Like, she won't do that. And... I'm not so sure we're supposed to believe that this is really like the daughter of Satan. I I think we're supposed to think that she actually is an innocent that is getting, you know, mistreated in all of this. So the insane nun believes her child is the spawn of Satan, but is just possibly the son of the gardener groundskeeper. And is that's what. That's what I think. But she does have some kind of power. Yeah, she does. So, who knows? But we don't we don't really see any signs that she's evil. She's just mildly disfigured. Well, and she lacks some judgment because she falls in love with uh the investigator remarkably quickly. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is like the only young guy she's ever met, right? True. So true. There's just like a bunch of moldy fathers. Now you have like young hip psychologist father. Yeah, I did. From the magazines. What's that? 
He's like, you just like from the magazines, you know, like a model, model esque. Yeah. Hodger. No, I, I get that. That makes total sense. She says she loves him, but he must never see her face. Um, so he immediately like rips her veil off. Yep. No hesitation. He immediately disrespects her wishes and lifts the veil. Um, and they kiss. And, and uh, that lapse of judgment gives Vincenza just enough time to raise off the bed and stab her daughter in the back multiple times while this guy does nothing. <laughs> he does absolutely nothing. No, he's useless. And I, as far as I know, Vincenza is just stabbing her out of jealousy. She says, like, no one will have you if you're not mine. I guess she just wants her to remain like in a room forever. She's not fleshed out enough. We will never know. No, but she follows uh, the daughter follows Vincenza down into the catacombs saying like, mama, mama, mama in a really creepy way. And uh, she makes all the dead nuns come back to life and attack Vincenza. I thought this was pretty cool. Yeah. Like, it was a good way to work uh, zombies into it. It's the uh, groundskeeper that makes the fatal blow. I suppose Vincenza was in the middle of embalming him when uh, when this shit started going down. Yeah, and uh, Vincenza stabs her again. And again says, like, you belong to me. But she's ultimately strangled by the dead gardener, who I hope is the father, because that would just make it more poetic justice. He has to be. I mean, unless it's Satan, right? But wait, but she's she's apparently not evil because she's like covered in white and shit. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe she is Satan's daughter, but she is um, she's trying to escape her destiny. Amazing what homeschooling can do. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But apparently from all of this, the investigator, he goes insane. Or that's how they talk about him after the fact, anyway. Not only is he insane, the only way he can communicate now is through telekinesis. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to figure out what that meant. Apparently, uh, I'm, I, I took it as he can actually communicate psychically, which seems like a miracle in and of itself. But it's just delivered that fact is delivered so matter of, of factly like it like there's nothing special about it. like oh you know when you tangle with the fucking devil this is what happens sometimes nope they're uh they're very casual about about the whole situation the movie ends with a yet and a third in father padre coming to the convent discovering the laboratory and um with another nun Satan and then just Satan makes his presence known again with the two eyes, and uh, that's it. Cut the black. So as far as we're concerned, shit didn't even stop. Train kept rolling. It is really confused. I think like how much of this is supposed to be Satan working directly? How much of it was the daughter, if any? How much of it is Vincenza like killing people? It's not clear where the movie wants us to like put the blame and then at the end of the like literally when the end shows up on the screen the faceless nun shows up again well the 
the veiled nun. I've been calling it faceless this whole time. I guess it's a veil. I wanted it to be a no face. That was <laughs> so much cooler. It would, but no face was kind of, uh, this was before that time. Hmm. I don't think the no face had been developed in horror yet. But, um, you know, she jumps out the end. Why? It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. Well, give final thoughts and a rating out of four. This movie starts very strong um, with like a, what I would say is a very traditional Italian horror opening with, um, you know, a nun performing an an embalming slash autopsy on another nun and like cutting out the the fucking uh, womb and organs while going on a psychotic diatribe like this, this is pretty cool the movie starts off strong and then it uses the same song from beyond the darkness which is a great song so i don't mind that they reused it but then after that like first 10 minutes the the film kind of meanders way too much um there is some cool shit here and there the settings uh, the like the like luke mentioned earlier the the convent itself that it's filmed in is really cool I'm assuming a fair amount of what was shot was probably at that building itself, but clearly the uh, <laughs> the laboratories on a soundstage, the kennels, or who the fuck knows where. Um, I really wish this movie just had some consistency in what it was trying to do. Um, I, I feel like maybe better editing could have saved it there's just nothing really to back up the imagery that works that were shown throughout the entire film. And the imagery isn't powerful in and of itself to carry the movie. It also doesn't help that the characters are mostly just very weak. Like we don't, we don't really get much fleshed out about the characters. Like you're introduced to a guy, you're told what we should know about him. And then nothing ever develops. And then eventually we get to know what happens to them, whether they survive or go insane. <laughs> um, <laughs> it just feels like there's there's a movie here with a lot missing. Direction. This film needed direct, better direction, better editing. If you are an Italian horror super fan and somehow you haven't seen this, you should probably watch it so you have it under your belt at least the first like 15 minutes but for me, it just did not. It did not hit like it should have. Um, I'm I'm gonna go with one star here. I think this movie's kind of fun. I I think that Franca Stoppi, who plays Mother Vincenza, it, it's worth seeing just for her performance because just like in Beyond the Darkness, she's over the top, chews up the scenery, and I'm just I have a penchant for these evil mother characters even if she's not mother in the typical definition of the word no um, she's a mother she's a mother that works no she is on she could be on the list okay all right fair um so maybe uh i am drawn to this movie for that reason but i do like the music a lot i i don't think it's the best choice for the movie it it doesn't quite fit but it still like helps me stay entertained and engaged as the movie's going on. 
I think uh, all the actors are fine. Um, it's hard to tell with dubbing, but I think they do a pretty good job. And it's not the worst Bruno Mattei film that I've seen, um, or Claudio Fergasso for that matter. Uh, they both definitely made worse movies than this. Um, but I think the setting is really cool. The old convent and the catacombs um, are awesome and lend a lot of uh, credibility to the film, I think. But it's badly edited. It's not clear what order some things happen in. It's There's a lot of the movie where it's, it's unclear what's going on at all. Um, and then there are things where I don't think there is an answer, like the baby dolls that hang from the ceiling. I think Leland's right that it's there to look creepy, and it does. It looks cool, but there's no substance behind it, which I think could define this entire movie, right? It looks cool. It sounds cool, but there's nothing new here. There's nothing substantive. Um, if you like exploitation, I think you're going to enjoy watching it, but maybe just um, maybe don't have too high expectations. Um, I'm going to give it one and a half. Yep. That's the endorsement. Not the worst Bruno Mattei film. <laughs> well, next, if if you think this film it, it, or Alec Carter for that matter is bonkers, wait till you watch the movie we're going to do next week. Satanico Pandemonium. Leland, I know you've wanted to see this for a while. When we first decided to to do this i think this was on like our first initial like 20 movies list we just never got around to it so this is uh this is a mexican film from 1973 a lot more people have seen alicarda than have seen satanico pandemonium but they're definitely like sister films and if you like alicarda i think you'll like this one and vice versa this one is sleazier than alicarda um and so if that sounds up your alley, like check it out and join us next week. Um, until then, you can follow us on Instagram at video.store.nightmares. Leland, do you have any last words? Thank you for your continued support. Beautiful. Check out Satanico Pandemonium and join us next week. Have a good one, everybody.